And then I went over to their house later in the day. You're like, can you please turn this I off? I turned it skin. off. I didn't even ask. <gasps> Meredith, you can't just turn off people's Halloween decorations. It gave me a mild cardio infarction. I turned it off. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you so much to Jessica Lovin. I think that's Jessica Calvin. Okay. Sorry. Jessica Ivan. J-Dog, who says, what I love about this podcast, aside from the gut-busting comedy these two deliver week after week, is that Meredith and Tiffany have very different parenting styles, (laughs) yet you never hear one criticize the other's parenting, ever. Wow. They express different opinions, but yet they don't judge each other. In a world we live in today, mom shaming is everywhere. These two ladies show you how things should be, how friendships should be. Oh, my God. Even if it took Tiffany long. Even if it took Tiffany longer to accept Meredith's love <laughs> than Meredith did. Seriously, my favorite number one globally syndicated podcast ever. Oh Who God. is this? We, I love her. This is my, this is really to date. I gotta, t- I gotta be honest. Yeah. I, you're not supposed to play favorites, but my favorite comment. Yeah, it was right here. pretty good. You could tell she listens and knows us. I, I feel my heart, my Grinch size heart just grew like six <laughs> sizes right there. I'd even potentially offer this woman a hug. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This was a big one for wow. me. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I'm your host, Meredith from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you can take... Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are talking about a fourth grader's refusal to answer a math problem that asked her to compare girls' weight. It was, it's intense. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, The newest Sesame Street Muppet has a mom who's struggling to overcome an opioid addiction and the 10 questions you should ask your partner so your relationship can thrive. I know the questions. (laughs) Did you Google? Why the F can't you take out the garbage, you son of a... Okay. Let's open the show with a mom feel moment. We're here because we've all struggled as moms, and anyone who says that they haven't is a lie bagger. So... I feel like I never share mom feel moments. Is it just me? Share one. Well, I don't want to, but I'm just saying, I feel like you guys... uh, have Meredith share because she has so many and like you're being nice to me and I appreciate it. But I'm just saying if we went back to all of the podcasts and listened, I had maybe four or five out of all of them. Okay. Well, here's the spot. We're on episode 12. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I don't even have one because I'm so perfect. It's go ahead, Meredith. Do you have one locked and loaded? I feel like there's always adventures with you and your kids (laughs) peeing in the car and stuff. Um, Oh, yeah. So I'm struggling right now with my youngest son, Brian. He, uh, we took everybody in for their cleanings and he came out with a cavity. And I was not upset per se because it's, no, I was, I was pissed off (laughs) because he had a cavity. But the reason that he has a cavity is the child just refuses to brush his teeth. Mm. Like, unless I do it for him. And the thing is, is he's nine. Yeah. So it's getting to a point where it's like, 
I cannot brush his teeth anymore. He is nine years old. I also do not want to have to remind him morning and night to brush his damn teeth. Uh, so of course I hate going into the dentist because you feel completely judged by this dentist because then they see the lack of oral hygiene on your kid and they're like, mm, and it is like, dude, if you walk past my house, you'll hear me screaming at my kid to brush their teeth. So it's not for lack of trying, but the kid just refuses to do it. So he had to get his tooth filled yesterday and I tried to talk to the dental hygienist outside and I was like, scare him. Girl, I was going to tell you what I do to my kids. And what is that? Which is probably effed up. And I should, it's too late. I've already said it. So I got to keep talking. But I tell them that when the bugs will crawl in their teeth when they sleep, and I show them pictures on Google of people with bugs in their mouth. Oh my God. Well, that's actually what the dental hygienist said. Cavity bugs will crawl through your mouth at night and they will infect your other teeth. And I was sitting there and I got scared. And then I was like, I have to go home right now and I have to brush my teeth so the cavity bugs don't get me. But it was just, it was, um, it was, it's upsetting because I feel like I try very hard. Each of the kids has like a power toothbrush. Like we make sure that they have their mouthwashes and their floss picks and their everything because to me, dental hygiene is so important because we didn't have money growing up and we couldn't go to the dentist. Yeah. So all of my teeth, literally almost every one of my teeth in my head has a filling. Mm. So I don't want my kids to have bad teeth because right. I've, I've literally spent so much money fixing my teeth over the last 20 some odd years. Right. And I, and I'm like stressing this and my kids, you know, um, are just not getting the message. And I don't think it's, I don't think I should have to. They're going to fall out. No, no, this was an adult tooth. Oh shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, um, point is, um, sugar bugs. Paige says we call them sugar bugs. So yeah. So anyway. But I get that. I get that. I get how your kid having, you know, problems with their teeth could be a direct correlation to your ability to pair them you know, in some people's eyes, but First, yeah, anybody I mean, who has a kid knows. It's just hard. And some people were like, well, you realize that autistic children don't like the sensation and that's probably why he avoids it. And I'm like, well, that could very well be true. Yeah. But it can't be the reason, like, it can't be like, well, it'll never brush his teeth then. Like, we, yeah. just, we have to find a way. I need to find some solution to get this kid to do it. So he was crying by the end of the appointment. I felt like crying. Mm. Then he was had a sore mouth, and I was just <laughs> like, oh, dude, I'm over it, you know? So anyway, yes. Why do I have so many moments? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because your kids are at that age, like, where mm. weird stuff. My kids are little. You know, they're three, five, just turned five and and eight. So they're like when they light the house on fire and bump into stuff and like rescue animals. Light the animals, house on fire and you've not had a mom fail, It's huh? like, mm, okay. this is normal, you know? <laughs> right. So, okay. I was going to say something, but I forget. Thank you for sharing your mom fail moment. <laughs> uh, did we talk about 900,000? Oh, no. by the way, we have recently crossed 900,000. Thousand downloads. That's crazy on our dude. podcast. So it's almost one million. Yeah. So you should download <laughs> it and review it. Give us five stars and tell your friends because hopefully this season we by hit episode fifty we're projected. Projected projections, and you know who gave us those projections? Obviously, the business manager. The business manager. So you guys need to tell all your friends, tell everybody, give us a review, and download, download, download. You can also listen on Castbox, Podbean, um, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio.
That yeah. one too. Yeah, does he? I just think when you say cast box and pod bean together, it just sounds so inappropriate to me for some reason. Every time <laughs> it makes me giggle. But those, that's the name of the platform. Cast box and pod bean. Okay. Box and bean. Box and bean. That's what got you? <laughs> All right. Never mind. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. All right. So anyway. So yeah. So please, guys, we really want to hit a million downloads. Okay, but the important thing is why didn't the skeleton go to the ball? Why? Because he had no body to go with. (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. Wow. (laughs) All right, so in trending news today, we have a fourth grader who refused to answer a math problem that asked her to compare girls' weight. So I came across this article where... um, Rhythm, this girl Rhythm, a fourth grade student from Murray, Utah, recently took a a stand against an offensive math problem that asked her to compare girls' weight. The question she encountered while doing her homework read, the table to the right shows the weight of three grade four grade four students. How much heavier is Isabella than the lightest student? After calling over her mom, Naomi, to show her what the assignment said, Rhythm noted um, how troublesome the question is. She said, I was shocked. Uh, I feel like it's such an irresponsible way to teach children how to do math. So think about this. Like, I could see, like, why did you have to use any child's weight? Like, you could talk about a bushel of apples compared to a bushel of oranges or, you know, like a car. But, like, with all of the messaging that is out there about girls and their bodies and their body types and their size and this emphasis on being thin and this, that, and the other thing. Do you really think it's smart to write out a, a math question in an elementary school comparing the what these three girls' weights? Who's the skinniest? Who's the heaviest? What do you think? Oh, God. I don't think it's that big of a deal. No? <laughs> I don't. You weren't offended? No. I don't know. I think it takes a lot to offend me. First of all, so I'm not the right person to ask this to, but like, I I think it's cool that this fourth grader stood up for what she believed in. You know what I mean? I think it's cool that she takes a stand. I think I always think that's cool. I just think, you know, the table to the right shows the weight of three grade four students. How much heavier is Isabella Isabella than the lightest student? Right. So the student's response was, I know it's a math problem, but I don't think it's okay. I don't want to be rude, but I think that math problem wasn't very nice. I don't want to judge somebody based on their weight. I don't think they're asking anybody to judge. I think it's just, you know what I mean? It's like saying, I don't know, in my head, it feels like there's five bananas. How much heavier is banana D than banana A? And then right. the ba- banana foundation comes forward and is like, whoa, why are you discriminating <laughs> against skinny bananas? What's wrong with having, you know what I mean? And I think that if we look too much, in, I don't know. No, I, go ahead. I just feel like if we look too much in every single thing, it's already to the point where we have to like tiptoe and it just, there's some things that are blatantly like, whoa, like if it would have said student B, punch student C in the face, how much blood was lost. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Then I'd be like, whoa, maybe that's not, but I think it's just innocent. The person who wrote it probably didn't even think twice about it, you know? Okay. Um, but do you, would you agree that in today's society, there is a huge amount of pressure on females to look a certain way, um, have a certain body type and potentially forces them to, or, causes them to make choices that are unhealthy for them in order to attain that? Sure. 
Okay. Um, are, these aren't real students, though, that they're showing. It's not like three girls are lined up with their weight. No, it wasn't an right? interactive play. It, it was simply a math problem. Right, with people who don't actually exist. Correct. These oh. are fictional characters. Okay. To my knowledge. I feel like it would be different if they lined up three girls. I'll give you that. Said, how much bigger is Isabella than Becky? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just think it's... I don't know. To me, I feel, look, it's not that big of a deal. So I feel you on the whole everybody gets offended about everything all the time thing. Mm-hmm. Like I totally do because that, especially in the world that we live in, I'm constantly getting messages and and, and people are telling me how offensive I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, <laughs> here's the thing. You can keep fucking scrolling yeah. and I won't be in your face to be offensive. Right. But um, I... I have a daughter and so, and you do as well, but you have two, but I've noticed now with my daughter, she will ask me things like, um, how do I look in these pants? Do I look big in these pants? Does my butt look big in these pants? And I'm like, well, your butt's the right size for your body. And if you like the pants, wear the pants. You're supposed to be like, yes, girl, that well, booty looking round. Well, Slay. okay, but she's 10, oh. so I don't want to say that. <laughs> but I just want to make sure that she understands that the only measure that I'm concerned with is how healthy she is. Yeah, I love that. Uh, because I don't care what she looks like in um, – because because especially with gymnastics – all of the girls look different in their leotards, every single one of them, because every single person has a different body shape. Right. Every female has a different curve and a different way she looks and whatever. And the only thing, the bottom line that I care about is the healthiness of these kids. So part of me was kind of like, mm, this is kind of odd. Like, why did we have this question when there could have been a million others? But I, f- I understand what you're saying, too, because people get super offended about literally everything. So it's tough. To their tough waters to navigate these days, you know? Everybody's mean to everyone about everything all the time. Yeah, I think... Let me see what it says. Eureka Math, the company that provides Common Core education... Do you want to talk about Common Core? Because I have an opinion about that. How much time do we have? Okay, yeah. you want to talk about offensive things? Yeah, they're, the way they teach math is offensive <laughs> in general. Hence this topic right here that we were talking about. Yes. Agreed. I agree with you there. I sat down with math homework from my daughter the other night, and I looked at Dave, and I said, I don't understand this question. I don't get it. This is fifth grade math. I should be able to do at least fifth grade math. I could not. And then I showed her something and I'm like, well, this is right. And she's like, yeah, but you did it wrong because that's not the way. Those aren't the steps. And I'm like, I can't have this conversation with you. Maybe there's some greater picture that we just don't see yet that these, you know, the people who come up with this stuff. I know it's not the teachers or anything like that, but maybe there's some, you know, when, when these kids are all grown, maybe they will be super duper businessmen and women and they'll be like, it's because of common core, because of that common core, you know, maybe who knows, but I I think think that we should start teaching them. I don't know, dude, listen, I spent, I have such a strong opinion about this. This could take up the whole podcast, but I spent like most of my life in school. Okay. And I can tell you right now that never once. Have I had to like do long division or like has an isosceles triangle Affected been your a life? part of my effing day? Right. If somebody would have taught me about stocks and bonds and taxes and, you know, home loans and interest and things like that, I would be much more equipped to handle adult life. Had I spent all that time that I spent learning about historic 
<laughs> what? Why are we laughing? Because that wasn't a word. Historic oh. figures. Had I spent that time learning about things that, you know, matter in my day to day? No, I'm, I feel I feel you. I, I feel the same person. way. I feel the same way. I think, well, I personally believe that, the, uh, that we should restructure the public school system so that it is um, educating children to come out workforce ready because I'm not a huge proponent of college for everyone. I don't think everybody should go to college. And I think that we need to train um, these kids, these teenagers to be ready for the workforce, whether it's plumbing or electrical or mechanics or whatever. And I think we're doing a disservice by trying to force every kid into college. I think the opposite as TIFF, Common Core is dumbing them down. Right. So I I was joking. Yeah. I think that was sarcasm on Tiffany's part. But yes, agree. Yeah, like we know nobody here really cares much for that. But um, it's there's there's so much. Yeah, we could have a whole podcast on this because <laughs> okay, I, I don't. So think so either. we so we so you find just to close this out, you find this offensive. I don't think it's appropriate in the sense of we don't need to have any comparison with these kids because in the world we live in today, I feel like every kid is already comparing themselves to everybody else because of social media. So okay. don't even make questions like that. Just use a f- effing banana and a cantaloupe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I agree with putting a banana and a cantaloupe in the same category. Okay, because... I think we need to move along. <laughs> those fruits are those fruits are getting offended. One's tropical. Wait, cantaloupes yeah. are tropical. Can you even call them fruits? I don't know. Why not? They are fruits. But yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, interesting. And I, you know what though? I applaud rhythm for standing up for what rhythm she believes in. I think that's incredible. That she did that. Yeah, she's look. I think that's sweet. I'm so, I'm with her. I'm solid with rhythm. <laughs> you you are one with rhythm. That's for sure. <laughs> I am. All right. So um, the newest Sesame Street Muppet has a mom who's struggling to overcome opioid addiction. A Sesame Street character named Carly is about to help young children affected by addiction to realize they're not alone. Back in May, Sesame Street introduced its newest Muppet, Carly. She's six, and she had to move in with a foster family. Um, Her storyline is going one step further as audience members learn why she had to stay with her for now family. Carly's mother is dealing with addiction, and her addiction is a sickness that is not Carly's fault. Mm. Love it. Do you love this or what? I do. So many people tagged me in it. They're Mm -hmm. like, hey, I know an addict. <laughs> Won't you be? Oh wait, that was the that was not the Sesame Street. I was. Gonna I feel do like that's Mr. Neighbor. Rogers. It is. <laughs> I got them confused. Sorry. Um, I think it is magical, and the reason is because um, addiction is such a taboo subject, mm. and for so long there was so much shame and fear and guilt associated with the subject of addiction, and that because of that, people weren't coming forward, people weren't talking about it, you know, and now. You know, there's so many kids out there, so many kids who are being raised by their grandparents and being raised by other people because their parents are caught in the midst of addiction. And Mm -hmm. um, there's so many questions and people don't know how to talk to children about it and explain it to them. Children think it's their fault. And I think it's wonderful that a program that specializes in communicating with children is able to relay such an important message. They've done a phenomenal job with adding new Muppets um, to – that's what they're called. <laughs> I don't know why it just sounded funny. New Muppets to the program because they have uh, a Muppet who is on the spectrum. Oh, really? They, yeah. They have um, – it's in um, – Brian has uh, has her. It's um, – oh, my gosh. I just blanked now on her name. Dave, Google. The Muppet who has autism. He has her like a stuffed animal. Yes, he has a stuffed animal of her. 
Um, it's not Zoe. Is it Abigail? I couldn't finish the Google addiction me. Sesame Street thing because I was getting really emotional about it. Yeah. Did you, did you didn't watch the episode? I watched watch 95% of it. And then yeah. I was like, I can't, I'm not in a good headspace. Maybe now that I've had my mental breakdown slash breakthrough. I love that you slashed I'll be it. ready. Well, my Julia. friend said that to me. Yeah. No, I like that. My friend's like, whatever mental breakdown slash breakthrough you're going through now, I hope, you know, it passes quickly. And it really, I was like, wow, maybe it's a breakthrough. And it ended up being a breakthrough. So she was right. Yeah. I think that that's great. I also texted you and said, you can reach out and touch someone anytime. Dude, you know. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I saw it. I was going to write you back. But. It's okay. I feel you. I'm just saying I was, I was like, I was trying I was to like, find a, a way dork. to lighten the mood. Yeah. So I was like, you could always reach out and touch someone. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> anyway. Except for you. Cause you don't like to be touched. So. I hugged you today. I know I was honored. Okay. I took it. Um, but yeah, but I think, I think Sesame Street has done some really, really wonderful things for, for our kids. Um, there are some people who are upset. Well, that's obviously, once again, that goes back to your point before everybody can be offended about everything all of the time. Yes. Did you hear the whole controversy between people claiming that Bert and Ernie were gay (laughs) and that, and that this happened last year around this time. Every, they were like, everybody knows Bert and Ernie are gay. And Sesame Street was like, well, we're not going to confirm or deny that rumor. Really? Um, but And like people were really upset about it. And it's like, well, first of all, Bert and Ernie have been cohabitating for years. So odds are they are in a partner relationship. And wow. that's their business. Right. Um, leave it be. But people were all upset. And I was just like, for the love, once again, these aren't real people they're muppets so let's not let's you know sesame street is definitely using them. much like these aren't real people this is a math problem okay good point we can move on from all that. right that's fine <laughs> anyway yeah julia a four-year-old who has autism that's the muppet julia and she um we have her stuffed animal and brian loves her i love that yeah so anyway there's that cool so are we moving on or are we still i feel like we are ready okay okay because i burned you like a candle all right in love and marriage we have the 10 questions you should ask your partner so your relationship can thrive instead of die like a weed wow asking the right questions could be the key to embarking on a more serious and meaningful relationship according to a study conducted by researchers at the university of exeter oh sounds like a university on a different planet yeah (laughs) earth two what? That's a different planet. It's from a TV show. Go ahead. Okay. The team spoke to 10 divorce lawyers and mediators <laughs> and two judges <laughs> and two judges in order to determine the main reason why relationships may be likely to fail before entering interviewing a cohort of couples. I was so nervous about saying the word cohort that I messed up the word <laughs> I was on while yeah. I was reading ahead before interviewing a cohort of couples. They then interviewed 43 couples who'd either been married for 10 years or had been separated within that time. time. Go ahead. They interviewed 43 couples who'd either been married for 10 years or had been separated within that time and 10 same-sex and opposite-sex couples who'd either been cohabitating, married, or in a civil union for 15 years. So these are the questions that you should ask your partner. Okay? Are my partner and I a good fit? Quote, unquote. Good fit. Quote. It says, quote, good fit, unquote. Right. Is that talking about physically? I don't know. I think that could that could go either way. Number two, do we have a strong basis of friendship? Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Are you and your husband friends? 
Do you do friendly things? <laughs> uh, I don't know, really. Um, yeah. What do friends do? I'm so old. I don't remember. Like, we we hang out and we go places. I think it's so – everybody says you have to be – you know, your spouse has to be your best friend. But, like, the thing about a best friend is, like, you hang out with them. You gossip with them. You know, you escape from the real world. But your spouse is with you 24 hours a day and they're the ones who you have to make every single life decision with. And so it's easy to want to punch them in the face most of the time. You know what I mean? Right. I, I agree. So – what do you, what, do you guys have a friendship? Yeah, you guys do. You work out together and you go do sporty stuff. We don't really work out together. We separately work out. Maybe that, but that's good. You're healthy. Well, I think the thing with us is I, I, I we're definitely friends. My husband just shook his head no. <laughs> um, but I would say I totally feel what you're saying. Like I have best friend, I have good friends or best friends who serve a completely different purpose yeah. in my life. That's what I'm saying. How can you compare it? I don't think you can. And I don't think you're supposed to. Okay. So I think it's just saying like, do you have a strong basis of friendship? Like it's not just one at, there's not one aspect to your relationship. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's not just all sex 24 hours a day. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> do we want the same things in our relationship and out of life? Mm. Yes. Okay. Are your expectations realistic? No. No. <laughs> no. No. My I think that's the downfall of every single marriage. Expectations. Mm -hmm. That's a, It's the downfall of everything in life, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. <gasps> we just found it out. We figured it out right here on this podcast. Yeah, that's the why we're globally... Syndicated number one. <laughs> the downfall to literally everything is having any type of an expectation. <laughs> literally, the, it's real. Parenting, yeah. jobs, relationship, friends, sex, life, grow ads. <laughs> wow, the realist the, the expectations have to be so low. Yeah, that's why I live yeah. my life with super low expectations because I'm never disappointed. We just figured it out. It's right here. We did. We had it first. And I well, I've I've known it for a long time. Yeah. So. Do we generally see the best in each other? No. 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 Mm -mm. My One of my favorite hobbies is pointing out my husband's flaws. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Do we both work at keeping our relationship vibrant? Mm, what does that mean? That You know what that means. Is it a dull, muddy light or is it vibrant like a neon rainbow? Do you know somebody whose marriage is like a neon rainbow? Yes. Who? You can't Neil Patrick get... Harris and we, his husband. We only can see the outside. We cannot see. We don't know what's yeah. happening in the. If you You're pull right. off the roof of their house. You're right. I'm telling you right now, those two fight. You're right. Everybody fights. Right. You're right. Maybe it has fleeting moments of vibrancy. Right. Well, there are times where I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best. You know, and then there are times where I'm like, I need to leave. And have a mental breakdown breakthrough. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. And he took the kids and was like, go. Gladly. <laughs> yeah. I was a psycho pants for a little while. Yeah. But he said, you do you, boo. Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of, but. Are we both committed to working through hard times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we both feel we can discuss things freely and raise issues with each other? No. My oh, it's so annoying. I just want my husband to communicate with me, but he says he's afraid to because I don't take constructive criticism <laughs> well. <laughs> so he doesn't like to say when things are bothering him. And it's a catch-22 because, like, I can't fix it if I don't know. But, like, when he does bring it up, I'm like, you're wrong. 
Here's the thing you did in 1998. Yeah. Yeah. Before you even knew him, huh? Yeah. In 1990. He pissed me off back then. <laughs> Way before we even met. <laughs> Agreed. I do not take constructive criticism well at all. Mm-hmm. Terrible at it. Yeah. And my husband, but here's the other thing too, and, and this might change in your marriage because we've been married quite a bit longer than you. Oh, cool. Well, Braggy. because we're older and we've been married longer, not because we're better. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying because um, we well, knew that wasn't true. Okay. Uh, but he doesn't even care if it's going to bother me anymore. He simply just says it. That's nice. Like, oh, well, it doesn't always feel nice. Well, it feels <laughs> like sandpaper to the face. <laughs> but then you know what you know. you need to consider working on in order to... Let your vibrancy shine. Right. Because he'll be like, hey, here's why you're a piece of shit. And it's like, oh, I don't think awesome that do. Are we both commit? Oh, we did that one. When we face stressful circumstances, would we pull together to get through it? Yeah, we've done that a time or two. Yeah. And it can be really, really awful. Do we have each have supportive others around us? Right. Well, that goes back to what you're talking about before, I think. Friends? Right. Friends or family that, that you go to and that are there for you. and mm. Yes. Me more so. Oh, really? Yeah. So he needs friends. Yeah. He needs mandates. Yes. Hmm. I tell him all the time. I'm like, why don't you go to a strip club or something with your friends? Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this, but, this ad brought to you by Grove. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Da Vinci's Pole Class. Listen, I we were at the airport coming back the other day, and this taxi pulls right up in front of us as we're waiting for the shuttle to go back to pick up our car from the parking garage. That was a long sentence. And the taxi just says, um, open now, the booby trap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Matthias looks at the cab and then looks at me and then looks away. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. And Brian's like, what? What? What happened? What? And I'm like, nothing, bud. And he's like, what? It says boobies. And I'm like, oh my God. That's so funny. And what a clever name. The booby trap. And then we drove past it to pick up the car. And I'm like, oh, what do we want to? All right. I'll tell one quick story before we go. So we were at this on this work trip um, and we're out on the beach and we're all playing like football with the kids in the water or whatever. And everybody's like, you know, chatting. And all of a sudden this woman comes walking down uh, and her bathing suit was just strings. Nice. They were just string, like just, just, it looked like a spider web. <laughs> okay. And it was barely covering the nips, barely covering the camel toe. And it was only a string. It was a string that went up through her butt and it tied up between like her shoulder blades. So it was just what? one piece of string that went up her butt and then tied behind her shoulder blades. No and way. The, ultimate yes, wedge. At ultimate. And the and it just looked like a spider web. And so I'm watching this. So I go like this. And then I see my son, my 13, almost 14-year-old son, and he goes, like, it looked like he had broken his neck. It had broken. <laughs> he was like, Wah-ha-ha! and I was like, so I'm looking. And then he turns back and looks at me and he's like, <gasps> And I was like, what you looking at? And he's like, nothing. Oh I'm like, God. did you see that lady's bum? And he's like, no. Don't and make I'm it like, weird, mom. <laughs> I made it so weird. That's so funny. <laughs> but now she really had no tan lines. Good for her. Um, And and she had that booty dropping like it's hot. What? But, um, 
you know, to each their own. Like, go ahead. Sun's out, buns out. Okay. What are you going to do? Were you like one of those offended moms? I was like, not offended at all. On this beach. No, I didn't give two winky dinks about it. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Dude, winky dinks. Well, You're so saying, cool, dude. You're such a hip mom. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't like, honestly, what difference does it make? Who right. cares? I mean, it wasn't a schling schlong. If my husband you know? was there, I probably would have been super pissed. <laughs> nah, didn't care. Oh, were you there, Dave? Yeah, he saw it. See, I don't, see, hey. Who cares? Me. I, Why? Because I got like flapjacks, weird old lady. I don't want my husband ever looking at anything other okay, than but this. But here's the thing. <laughs> now, had Dave been like, hey, what's your room number? That would have been offensive to me. In but a, all he did was look. Right. And then add it to his bank. Let him have it. Oh, my God. But that's easy for you to say. You got a banging body yourself. No, you I'm could not. wear a string bikini. I'm, here's the thing. Let him have that. You think I don't got images up here? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dave's face. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just, that comes with time. I'm still in the jealous phase. It did not offend me whatsoever. And she looked good. Right? She looked good. She was well kept. This is a test. She looked good, right? No, she did. She looked she good. no cell phone salesman. She oh, was Lord. no cell phone. He's salesman. so stupid. Oh, was he in love with a cell phone salesman? No, he thinks, and this isn't even true. It's legitimately not true. We went up to an AT&T kiosk one time and my husband thinks I had it for this AT&T salesman. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, no. And he, to this day, will bring this up. And it's like, you're so stupid. I did not have a thing for the AT&T sales guy. We weren't shopping for phones. We were walking. I'm talking and she stopped. And I'm talking, and I turn around, and she stayed forever. I did not. You're so full of crap. You weren't even shopping for phones, and you stopped to talk to a phone salesman. <laughs> Meredith, that is a little sketchy. <laughs> All right. I'm done with this. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Interesting. Oh, should I share that story? Okay. So I'm telling this story to the first time for the first time to Tiffany. She's not heard this story. So yesterday morning, it's like 645 and it's, it's pitch black outside and I go to get into the car. And when I walk out the screen door, I hear, don't be afraid. No, I, I won't hurt you. And I said, I'm sorry. What? That's what you said. I literally, and I turned and then like, I, I'm looking around cause I don't see anybody, but then from the woods across the street over here, I hear again, don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I'm out. So I turn around, I go back inside and I start screaming, Dave, Dave, there's a man outside. He's talking. And he's like, well, is he just walking his dog? And I'm like, no, he's saying, don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. And he's like, well, I don't want to go out there. I said, put on some pants, damn it. And go outside. And so he comes outside and, he, and we're like, both of us are like, skulking right around and we're listening and then it goes again don't be afraid i won't hurt you and he looks at me and he's like was that it and i'm like yeah why aren't you more scared and he's like that's the neighbor's halloween decoration you effing moron oh my god and off to the left is a skull that's eyes are going red and it's saying these things over and over again. It got waved on by the plant in front of it and you can't see it from my yard, but because it's at the end of the street, it was like carrying in the woods. And so like, I thought it was coming out of the woods. I thought it was a man who was no. coming to murder me. Yeah. I peed a little in my pants. 
That's spooky. I can't believe y'all went looking for it. That's dumb. Well, I had to go. I had to leave. I had to get in the car. Just get a taser, dude. A taser. Call the police. Well, I didn't. I just wanted to be sure, you know? Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. It scared me very much so. And then I went over to their house later in the day. You're like, can you please turn this I off? I turned it's it scary. off. I didn't even ask. <gasps> Meredith, you can't just turn off people's Halloween decorations. It gave me a mild cardio infarction. I turned it off. What the? F- Are you joking? No, I turned That's it off. That's trespassing, first of all. You know what all. they did? They turned it back on because when I walked the dog last night, it was back on. So I told Dave, I was like, go to the neighbor's house, turn I, it back off. I cannot believe you walked up on this people's property. It's at the bottom of the driveway. It's barely trespassing. Oh. I'll do it again. Okay. I'll do it again. Hopefully they're listening. Okay. Yeah. All right. So join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or leave it and okay so you said my line right because you weren't listening you were doodling well i was listening to the i wanted to hear the rest of the juicy there's story there's no story you it's were dumb hitting on a teenage phone salesman or leave it an advice-ish <laughs> podcast hosted by two struggling moms who, who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing and if this podcast didn't make that clear come back and listen again <laughs> next week <laughs> okay we love you bye